0: Hi, welcome to Bookie. Today we will unlock the book Jerusalem the Biography. Since the founding of Jerusalem over 3,000 years ago, wars and conflicts have never stopped there. Many of us have the impression that the city is full of religious conflicts, battles for resources, and terrorist attacks. It is as if a tiny conflict could accidentally detonate the city. They say that Jerusalem is the only city where heaven and earth coexist. Those who admire Jerusalem regard it as heaven, and it is their lifetime dream to go there. For them, to die during a pilgrimage, or to be buried around the Temple Mount would be the ultimate honor. The Talmud writes, Ten measures of beauty descended to the world, nine were taken by Jerusalem. Those who hate the city say, This city reminds me of death. To many non-religious people, the city is full of paranoia and superstition. Many sacred sites and even houses are located around graves. It is a city of death, as the local customs have a special affection for corpse and spirituality. Even the livings wait for their resurrection like the dead. Too many stories, neither true nor false, take place in this magical city. Some historians say, if fictional stories were to be taken away, Jerusalem would have nothing left. In our book Today Jerusalem, The Biography, the author pours in all he has got to tell us about the stories of Jerusalem. The author Simon Montefiore is a fellow of the Royal Society of Literature. He studied history at the University of Cambridge. His works have been translated into 35 languages and are best-selling in many countries. He has won many important awards, such as the Costa Book Award for Biography in Britain, the Los Angeles Times Book Prize for Best Biography in the United States, And the Grand Prix of political biography in France. The author has a strong connection with Jerusalem ever since he was a child. His great grandfather built the first Jewish residential area outside the old city of Jerusalem. Simon Montefiore also hosted a documentary called Jerusalem The Making of a Holy City. While writing this book, he went many times to the heart of Jerusalem, consulting numerous sources to explore the truth of history. As the author puts it, Jerusalem is my family motto. After its release, the book attracted a lot of attention and received many favorable reviews. Former U.S. President Bill Clinton said, You cannot help but fall in love with this city. It is a great treasure. And this book is worth reading again and again. Former U.S. Secretary of State Henry Kissinger said, Simon Montefiore's masterful research and his gift for bringing it all to life, make this fascinating work a treasure trove for scholars and laymen alike. Let us now go through the book Jerusalem the Biography in the following order. The first part, Jewish Holy Land. The second part, Christian Holy Land. The third part, Islamic Holy Land. The fourth part, Crusades. The fifth part, Zionism. What comes to your mind when you think of Jerusalem? The Holy Land for three religions, or the increasingly tense situation in the Middle East? But no matter what you think of it, Jerusalem is a truly magical place. It's located between the Mediterranean Sea and the Dead Sea, where today's Iraq and Palestine are. Surrounded by the desert, the city covers only 126 square kilometers, about one-tenth of the area of New York City. But so many things happen in Jerusalem. Once you understand the history of Jerusalem, you will know how the world pattern changes. Jerusalem has had many names. The earliest ones include Canaan, Judah, Judea, and the Promised Land. Then gradually, it became the modern Israel as we know it. The name Jerusalem appeared as early as the 20th century BC. It was developed from the name Salem. In Jerusalem, the earliest inhabitants were called the Canaanite. At this stage, Jerusalem was inhabited by only a small tribe. Since there were many disputes between tribes, its ruler often changed. Sometimes, it was even occupied by other powerful states nearby. Egypt seized this area in 1458 BC, and those who lived in Jerusalem became Egyptian people. Soon after, when various ethnic groups in the surrounding areas fought against each other, Egypt was heavily impacted, and its strength gradually weakened. That's when the Hebrews, namely the Jews, came to Jerusalem and stepped onto the stage of history. The Jews started to build their own country and their temples in Jerusalem. Over 400 years later, Egypt's strength increased and it began its invasion again. The Jews became slaves under the Egyptian suppression. In the 13th century BC, with the help of God, a prince called Moses led the Jews to escape from Egypt. This event is well known as the Exodus. To commemorate this event, Passover was established by the Jews, and they still celebrate it nowadays. During the escape, God gave the Jews the Ten Commandments. God said that as long as the Jews could follow the Ten Commandments. They could have the land of Canaan. The Jews then started to call it the promised land of God. These stories are recorded in the Old Testament, the first part of the Bible. During the same period, China was ruled by the Shang dynasty when people started to create oracles. On the Greek peninsula, the emerging Cretan civilization just began to have different social classes. Jerusalem was not yet a kingdom during this period, but some tribal alliances. The tribes' expansion was sure to bring about wars. The famous Jewish king David was only a little shepherd. While delivering meals to his three elder brothers, he saw the powerful Philistines sending a giant to provoke his people. None of the weakly armed Jews dared to fight against the giant. Being a young and vigorous boy, David volunteered. He picked some stones and threw them at the giant with his sling. The stones hit the giant's head, bringing him down. David took the opportunity to cut off the giant's head. The Jews were greatly encouraged, and they quickly defeated the Philistines. Since then, David became famous and later became a true Jewish king after some twists and turns. Around 1000 BC, David became the king of the united monarchy of Israel and Judah, and set its capital in Jerusalem. The very famous and beautiful sculpture of David by Michelangelo, was inspired by the tale of David fighting the giant. The Jewish people believed in the one and only God and were very religious. After founding the country, they would always build a temple for God. Before his death, King David also ordered to build a temple on Mount Moriah. Then David's son Solomon began to rule Israel and Judah. Solomon was cruel and extravagant. He followed his father's instructions and built a magnificent temple in Jerusalem, which was almost entirely covered with gold. It took seven years to complete the temple. The temple left a deep influence on the Jews, and it was a place where men could speak directly to God. But King Solomon glorified himself even more. He ordered to build a temple for himself, which took thirteen years to complete. It is said that Solomon had more than seven hundred wives and three hundred concubines, and his stories cannot be finished in three thousand tales and one thousand songs. After Solomon's rule, the united monarchy started to fall. The wars among tribes left the country torn apart once again. During this period kings were assassinated one after another. Such chaos lasted for hundreds of years, and some other neighboring countries took the chance to rise. First came the Persians, then the Macedonians and the Turks, then the Romans. The Romans hated the Jews for believing in their only God, so they hunted down the pious Jews, invaded Jerusalem, and ruled it for a long time. The Roman invasion and rule directly caused the long-time suffering and homelessness of the Jews in the future. Around the same time, Christianity, one of the world's three largest religions, began to form and develop in Jerusalem. What is the connection between the Roman invasion and the emergence of Christianity? Let's move on to the next part. After taking over Jerusalem, the Romans solicited support from some priests in Jerusalem to help them rule. These priests were corrupted, and they preached Roman doctrines which conflicted with the Jewish ones. Many unbelievers came to Jerusalem, making it so chaotic, turbulent and corrupt as if the end was about to come. The Jews became increasingly dissatisfied with their rulers, expecting a Savior to overthrow the Roman rule and rescue them from the sea of suffering. In the first century AD, a baby boy was born in a modest stable in Galilee. He was Jesus, and his birth would change the whole world. Jesus was a Jew himself. It is believed that Mary conceived Jesus through the Holy Spirit and then gave birth to him. Jesus grew up strictly following Judaism and he was devoted to being a good Jew. He studied the Hebrew Bible meticulously and at the same time, he preached in synagogues. Jesus preached the coming of the end of the world, also known as the last judgment or the day of the Lord, which was a central idea in his teaching. He said that justice and peace would be achieved in the afterlife. Every person would be judged in the last judgment. Good people would enter heaven and evil ones would be punished forever. Jesus told his people that everyone must repent. But many Jews did not believe in him. They called him a liar and threw stones at him. Once, Jesus even said to the people, I and the Father are one. The Jews felt that this violated the authority of God, and they hit him with the stones again. But Jesus' disciples believed that he was right, and that he was the Savior. As Jesus continued to preach, people in some other places also called him the prophet and Savior. Slowly, Jesus' influence grew. The ruler of Israel at that time was Herod. He was a puppet that the Romans installed after the occupation of Israel. Herod heard about Jesus' influence, and fearing that Jesus' power would grow to threaten his rule, he began to frame Jesus and threaten to kill him. Jesus remained unyielded. He kept preaching his beliefs and healing people. Soon after, Jesus was betrayed by one of his disciples, Judas, for thirty silver coins, after having supper for the Passover. Leonardo da Vinci's famous painting The Last Supper, depicted the scene of Jesus having that supper with his twelve disciples. Judas led the soldiers to capture Jesus. They nailed him high on the cross and whipped him. The crowd below cursed him, while only Jesus' friends and his mother Mary were with him. One of the soldiers pierced Jesus' ribs with a spear, and a gush of blood came out of his body. It was probably the spear that killed Jesus. After Jesus died, his grave was guarded to prevent his followers from stealing his body. But three days later, when people went to Jesus' grave, they found his body missing. Two glowing men appeared behind them out of nowhere, saying, He is not here, for he has risen. Since then, Christians established Easter to commemorate Jesus' resurrection. After Jesus' death, his disciples continued to preach everywhere and spread his words throughout Europe. Christianity was born in this process. In 66 AD, the Jews fought against the Roman rule in the Great Rebellion, also known as the Great Revolt of Judea, but it was suppressed at the end. Then came another Roman emperor, Hadrian. He ordered the demolition of Jerusalem and the establishment of new buildings in Roman style. A large number of Jews were expelled and forced into exile in Europe, but some remained in Jerusalem. The homeless Jews were not treated well in Europe. Christians believed that the Jews were sinful, because Jesus was betrayed and killed by the Jews. And they hated the Jews for this reason even in the days to come. In 313 AD, the Roman Emperor issued the Edict of Milan, which acknowledged the legitimacy of Christianity. Even the Roman Emperor himself got baptized and declared conversion to Christianity. This series of acts allowed Christianity to spread across Europe. The number of Christians rapidly increased because anyone could convert to Christianity, no matter what ethnic group he or she was, while Judaism was only for Jews. Because Jesus was crucified and resurrected in Jerusalem, Christians see Jerusalem as their holy land. After Christianity, again a new religion came into the picture. How is it related to Jerusalem then? Islam, one of the world's three largest religions, was born in the 7th century AD. The origin of Islam is not in Jerusalem, But on the Arabian Peninsula, not far from Jerusalem. The founder of Islam is Muhammad. His parents died when he was little, so he lived with his uncle and accompanied him on trading journeys. While in Syria, he studied Christian and Jewish literatures with a Christian monk. Influenced by these religious classics, he also began to see Jerusalem as a sacred place. After he had his own family, Muhammad settled in Mecca, which was seen as a holy place by locals for business and religious reasons. It is said that Muhammad often meditated in a cave outside of Mecca. In 610 AD, the archangel Gabriel appeared to him and gave him the revelation that he was chosen by Allah to be a messenger and prophet. Muhammad was so nervous that he sweated, and he received the revelation on the ground. Since then, Muhammad began to preach everywhere. He preached that one should submit to the one and only Allah, the word for God in Arabic. The word Islam actually means submission to God he also welcomed converts. He did not only respect the Bible, but also regarded King David and Jesus as prophets. Yet, he believed that the revelation he received surpassed all other prophets. Because Muhammad was kind and had a great personality, he soon gathered a group of followers. One night, in a dream, Muhammad was called again by the angel Gabriel, and he traveled to a distant holy place. There, Muhammad met Adam, Abraham, Moses, Joseph, and Jesus. Muslims later believed that that place was the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. That is why Muslims also started to see Jerusalem as a holy land, the third one for them after Mecca and Medina. Muhammad later founded his own country but met with resistance from Mecca and Medina. While fighting against Mecca, Muhammad was unable to handle the betrayal of Medina, so he expelled the Jews. He did that in response to the situation at that moment, Jews were resisting Muhammad's revelation and his rule. The Islamic Quran advocates the destruction of non-Muslims, but surely, tolerance would be given if they show obedience. Later, Muhammad unified the Arabian Peninsula step by step. With people sharing the same religion and social customs, Arabia became powerful. In the process of expansion, Jerusalem was also brought under the Arab rule. During that time, It was specified in the law that Christians and Jewish believers could continue to visit Jerusalem as long as they paid a fee. This was a time in Jerusalem when Jews, Christians, and Muslims lived in harmony with each other. When one religion celebrated their holiday, people of other religions could even join the celebration and have some fun. Peace lasted for hundreds of years in Jerusalem in this period. Then Europe entered the Dark Ages, and Christianity became more powerful than ever before. A series of religious wars of largest ever scale broke out between Christians and Muslims over the holy city of Jerusalem. They are known as the Crusades. And what would happen to Jerusalem after the Crusades? Three religions all saw Jerusalem as their holy land and repelled unbelievers. This led to the inevitable outbreak of conflicts among them. At that time, the Jews had suffered so much that their strength was already relatively weak, while Christianity expanded rapidly in Europe and became the major religion there meanwhile with the rise of the arab empire islam had been gaining great influence with the thriving of arabia jerusalem had been under islamic control all three religions regarded jerusalem as a holy land and they all came to hold religious events but neither enjoyed the existence of others conflicts took place from time to time all wanted to take this place as their own as a result more than 200 years of religious wars the Crusades took place between Christians and Muslims. In 1095, Pope Urban II personally crafted a holy war theory to restore Christian authority, and take Jerusalem under Christian control. Anyone could carry a cross and join the Crusaders. Most of these people were European soldiers, farmers, criminals, and gangsters. During the First Crusade, 80,000 people marched to Jerusalem with their crosses. Wherever they went, they did all kinds of evil things. They killed so many people, even women and children. They cut off the hands, feet and heads of Jews and Muslims and they enjoyed their spurting blood. Body parts were scattered everywhere inside and outside the city and corpses got rotten in the city before they could even be buried. Even 6 months later, there was still a heavy rancid smell in Jerusalem. After the crusaders sacked Jerusalem for the first time, they soon founded a crusader state in the neighboring area and made Jerusalem the capital. These crusaders also captured the Jews and Muslims who survived the massacre, and traded them as slaves. They made a lot of money through this and Jerusalem was built again. Any homeless man, prostitute, or slave trader could live a sufficient life there. The holy city for three religions became a city of desire. In the following years, the wars between Christians and Muslims continued, and more crusades took place again and again. Some powerful Muslim rulers once regained control of Jerusalem. But they left as soon as it was taken, putting no time and effort to defend it. In 1291, under Egyptian rule, the Crusader states were eliminated one by one, marking the end of the Crusades that lasted for over 200 years. Later, the Ottoman Turkish Empire rose, and Jerusalem fell under its control for a long time. During their rule that lasted for over 400 years, the Ottoman Empire vigorously rebuilt Jerusalem. Many damaged churches were renovated and even the remaining part of wailing wall outside the temple was repaired in the years to come jews would pray in front of the wailing wall confiding their sufferings in exile ever since this renovation peace maintained itself in the jerusalem area for more than 400 years during this period christians and believers of any religion could go to jerusalem during the same period european countries explored new routes across the oceans and renaissance liberated people's minds As capitalism rose rapidly, countries such as Spain, Portugal, and the United Kingdom quickly expanded their overseas trade and established their colonies. The Ottoman Turkish Empire was heavily impacted. Its power dwindled, and its control of Jerusalem loosened. Since humanism was celebrated during the Renaissance, people's religious passion also faded. The Jews in Jerusalem were therefore given plenty of time to think about their future destiny. Then a new movement started to grow among the Jewish people. What kind of movement is it? How has it affected our current world situation? Before the existence of Christianity and Islam, Jerusalem was given to the Jews by God, and the Jews called it the promised land of God. However, after being invaded by various foreign enemies, especially the Romans, the Jews were forced to leave their homeland and lived as exiles. Later, Christians and Muslims occupied Jerusalem for a very long time, and the Jews were too weak to reclaim this place, but they never forgot it. For the Jewish people, Jerusalem is not only the Holy Land but also their homeland. Having suffered so much persecution and lived in exile for so long, they were eager to found a state of their own. In modern Europe, a campaign called Zionism rose among the Jews. Zion is a hill in Jerusalem, and Zionism advocates the re-establishment of and support for a Jewish state in the land of Israel. The Jews had been brewing this thought for a long time, and then in 1881, the assassination of Alexander II Emperor of Russia, triggered the movement. The Jews were believed to be behind the assassination, and as a result, they were persecuted. The Russian Empire mobilized a large number of armed forces to kill them. The Jews had to flee again. Some fled to the United States, and some it to Jerusalem. The Jews felt ever more strongly that their real safety could only be achieved by founding their own state. At that time, many European and American countries sympathized with the suffering of the Jewish people. Since the Jews had made great achievements in fields like science, technology, economy, and military, many European countries agreed that such great people deserve a state of their own. As a result, Zionism gained increasing momentum, and many Jews eagerly expected to return to their homeland. The international community largely supported Zionism by allowing the Jews to settle down in Jerusalem. But the Jews have left that place for too long. As the Arab countries thrive in the past thousand years, the Arabs had been living there for generations, and they consider Jerusalem as their homeland too. Needless to say, when the international community supported the return of the Jews to establish their state, the Arabs could not agree. It was this dispute that later led to the never-ending wars in the Middle East. Although Zionism became more popular, it was mostly reflected in people's nationalist and religious enthusiasm. Their actual implementations were hindered by various practical reasons. At that time, Germany, Britain and many other countries were deeply involved in the First World War. When the war reached a stalemate, Britain turned to the Zionists for help, because the Zionists had much influence in Europe and were very rich. In exchange, Britain promised to support the Jews in founding their state. That's why later on British Prime Minister Churchill and many other important persons firmly supported Zionism, despite not being Jewish themselves. On November 9, 1917, the British government issued the Balfour Declaration, announcing their support for the establishment of a national home for the Jewish people in Palestine, with its capital in Jerusalem. As soon as the declaration came out, the Jewish people cheered but the Arabs were very unhappy. How could the land where they had been living in for generations be given away? So the Arabs in Palestine started some riots targeting mainly the British, causing heavy casualties. However, the problem still needed to be settled, so talks were brought forward, but neither Jews nor Arabs were willing to budge. They both wanted Jerusalem. In 1928, a large-scale conflict broke out in Jerusalem, more than 200 Arabs and Jews died or got injured. The Arabs had more people, but the Jews had more money, the two sides constantly fought in Palestine. At this time, however, a major event took place, which directly pushed forward the process of the Jewish movement, and changed the situation in the Middle East and the world. In 1933, Hitler came to power. Shortly after, the Second World War broke out. Hitler promoted racism and persecuted the Jews. Some 6 million Jews were massacred some Jews successfully escaped the Holocaust by fleeing to other countries. For example, Einstein fled to the United States. Shanghai, China, also received more than 20,000 Jews during that period. More people fled to Palestine, and this changed the proportion of Jewish and Arab populations there, which then led to further riots and conflicts. After the Second World War, the international community condemned Hitler's atrocities and expressed great sympathy for the Jews many countries began to support the founding of the Jewish state. In 1947, the United Nations General Assembly voted on, and later adopted a proposal, which recommended the creation of independent Arab and Jewish states through a partition of mandatory Palestine. On May 14, 1948, the Jewish people announced the founding of the state in the name of their ancestor, Israel, which became the foundation of modern Israel. Of course, the establishment of the Jewish state was accompanied by a series of wars. The partition plan for Palestine, adopted by the United Nations, was led by European and American nations, disregarding the objections of the Arab countries. At that time, two thirds of the population in Palestine were Arabs and one third were Jews. According to the resolution, however, the Arabs would get less than half of the land, while the Jews would get almost 51%. Soon after the founding of Israel, The Arab countries joined forces to fight against it, while the Jews were cheering. The first war of Arab-Israeli conflict broke out. The conflict has lasted for decades until now. The situation in the Middle East is still a frequent subject in the news. That brings us to the end of the part on Zionism. In this bookie, we unlock Jerusalem the biography. In short, This book talks about the series of wars by three major religious forces over the ownership of Jerusalem, the holy city. Now let's review it together. 4,000 years ago, the Hebrew people, namely the Jews, came to Jerusalem, and its story officially began. God gave this land to the Jews, so it became the promised land for the Jews and the holy land for Judaism. In the long years after the creation of Judaism, another religion rose, and it was Christianity. Jesus preached in Jerusalem and its surroundings. Because His preaching threatened the authority of the rulers, Jesus was framed, crucified and died, but was resurrected three days later. His disciples continued to preach everywhere, and Christianity was born. Because Jesus was crucified and resurrected in Jerusalem, Christians also regard Jerusalem as their holy land. Then came another religion, Islam. Islam was born near Jerusalem on the Arabian Peninsula because muhammad traveled by night to jerusalem jerusalem became one of islam's holy city too jerusalem is the holy land for all three religions so they fought to own it for thousands of years since the roman invasion of jerusalem the jews were scattered around the world the christian power grew stronger then the muslims and the christians waged a religious war over ownership of jerusalem known as the crusades it lasted for more than 200 years since modern times The persecuted Jews realized that only by establishing their own state could they be protected from harm, and so Zionism became popular. Catalyzed by events that happened during the two world wars, with the help of the international community, the Jews established the modern state of Israel. This move harmed the interests of the Arabs. The Israel Palestine conflict intensified, and wars in the Middle East broke out many times, which has affected the world situation until now. Through this book, we see how different forces have competed against each other throughout the history of Jerusalem. And we also get a sense of how the story of Jerusalem will continue.